everyone. It's time for another edition of Crime Wave, a podcast featuring mystery, thriller, and suspense authors and the stories behind their stories. Crime Wave is part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network with over 4 million listeners worldwide. I'm your host, Bonner Spring, and my guest today is Iris Yabashita. Welcome to Crime Wave, Iris. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm delighted to get a chance to talk to you. So first, let me share a little bit about your background uh, with our listeners. Irish Yamashita is an Academy Award-nominated screenwriter for the movie Letters from Iwo Jima. She's been working in Hollywood for 15 years, developing material for both film and streaming. She's taught screenwriting at UCLA. She's an advocate of women and diversity in the entertainment industry, yay, that. And she's been a judge and mentor for various film and writing programs. Iris lives in California. And you've recently begun writing novels. Your 2023 debut was called City Under One Roof. And we're gonna talk today about your new book called Village in the Dark. Um, so, Let's, let's start this way. Um, a question that often comes up for me when I talk to writers who switch genres, you know, a romance writer starts writing horror or YA suddenly goes to adult fiction. It's like, why'd you do that? In your case, why would a successful screenwriter turn to writing novels? Well, um, it's it's a long story, but uh, I um, yes, I got a success early on in the screenwriting world, and um, although I love screenwriting, I and I love um, stories about Asians and historicals, I sort of got pegged in that hole of Asian historicals, and um, they're very hard to produce. So uh, I even though I was getting jobs writing screenplays, they were generally in that genre of Asian historicals, which um, is very hard to green light because, you know, in order to produce a movie, you need millions of dollars of investment and a lot of crew. And it um, it's very expensive, in other words, to produce a screenplay. So um, I felt like I wanted to kind of branch out to another genre. And I, um, I was, I actually wrote a musical stage play that was a fantasy, and that had a little run at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. And then um, I wanted to write a book. Actually, I've always wanted to write a book, but I didn't have, I didn't think I had a good idea until I came up with this um, mystery. And uh, that was again a different genre from what I was pegged as in. Um, in Hollywood. And uh, I was just amazed at how, um, how it was accepted. And that, uh, you know, I, I felt like it was freeing, like, I could come up with my own ideas, because a lot of time in Hollywood, also, you work off of someone else's idea, whether it's an adaptation, or the producer has an idea, or um, something where it's not completely your own. And so um, writing books has been very liberating in that sense. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice to know. Well, we're so glad that you did it. Um, now, uh, it for this podcast, we'll mainly focus on your upcoming release, which is Village in the Dark. But let's start with a brief, a shout out to your 2023 debut, City Under One Roof. That book 
um, dropped readers into an isolated Alaskan village where all 205 residents live in a single high-rise building. I got hooked immediately on the claustrophobic atmosphere. It was a great, no, seriously, it was a great variation on the classic locked room mystery. So Village of the Dark shares the same setting. So tell us more about this intriguing village in the dark, please. Yes, so um, sitting under one roof, the first book was inspired by uh, a real city in Alaska, actually, where the, most of the residents do live in a single high-rise building. And um, the, the protagonist, Detective Kara Kennedy, starts off um, with sort of being haunted by the death of her husband and son, um, who were uh, hiking and um, supposedly uh, had an accident and died that way. And it led her to this city. And at the end of um, solving a crime there, which uh, she thought had nothing to do with her family at all, her family's death, um, after solving that crime at the end of the first book, she does get a little clue that maybe the crime is actually connected somehow into her husband and son's death. So the second book, Village in the Dark, begins with her um, having the graves of her husband and son getting dug up and <laughs> seeing if there could be an autopsy on them to see if it was uh, foul play. And that also leads her back to the same city under one roof. But meanwhile, um, I introduce a new character uh, who comes from this village in the dark, which is a um, isolated village uh, that's run by women. And she's sort of a dark horse because you don't know how she's involved in this, um, this web. And uh, it, it comes out through the book as to um, what, you know, what her role is in in this mystery that's interesting um the the two locales the city under one roof and the, the village in the dark um have that sort of isolated otherworldly location stuff going on um give sort of an added alice in wonderland component of having gone down the rabbit hole um you didn't mention this um in your intro but i think it's really significant that um that the city the the everyone living in the same building city um you can only access it by a tunnel it's yeah that's you know, um uh, sorry go ahead Oh, go ahead. Uh, that was sort of, uh, I mean, the real, the, in, the, the city that inspired uh, my fictional one, it, it does actually have this one-way tunnel and um, it's the only land route in and out of um, the city. And I, um, I felt as I was driving through it, I did visit the actual city. And as I, as I drive through that tunnel, it just felt like you were, falling down the physical rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland and that you were going to be um, in a strange wonderland that had a lot of oddball characters. And that was sort of the, the jumping off point for um, the first book in creating these sort of oddball characters. And um, I continued the tradition in Village in the Dark 
And uh, so the secret is in the first book, I um, have a lot of Easter eggs or references to Alice um, in Wonderland, the first book. And then in the second book, I have a lot of references in um, Alice through the looking glass. <laughs> so if you can find any, <laughs> they're hidden in there. That's great. You know, I was going to ask you if you'd actually driven through the tunnel um, and you've, you've, you have, it's been answered. You answered that. I just need to tell you right now that I would never be able to visit that village because a one-way tunnel would not, like, it's not going to happen, like, with me. I mean, I'm just a little bit claustrophobic. It's okay to read about it, but it's not happening in in, in real life. So you've already talked about um, your main character is Detective Kara Kennedy, okay? And we meet in this book um, some new people. Um, we meet the um, Ellie, who uh, runs the inn, if, if a... Uh, if a city with only one building could have an inn, she has an inn. And also this lovely woman, Mia. I'm going to say her last name is Apesh. Is that correct? Would you say Mia Apesh? And she's been living with um, all women. Yes. Um, yes. So Ellie, Ellie, uh, she did appear in the first book. And she um, does have an inn um, where she has a whole floor, uh, the 14th floor, which she rents out. And um, I did actually stay in the building in, in an inn there. <laughs> so it does, in the real city, it does exist. Um, but this character, of course, is completely fictional. And she's sort of an older woman who has this checkered past where she was sort of like a Bonnie and Clyde uh, bank robber with her husband. Um, and so again, she's, she's sort of the odd kind of the, the, uh, an oddball character. Um, and I think of her sort of like the queen of hearts like in, in oh. Alice in Wonderland. Um, well, <laughs> so well, she, she, she is a hoot. She is an absolutely delightful character. Um, and, um, actually, you know what, before we go over to, to Mia, who's the one who's been living in the, in the, the small village in the dark, um, you, you talked about this setup that Detective uh, Kennedy has learned something about the deaths, supposed deaths. Can I say that of her son and uh, and her husband? And so we re we really learn a whole lot more about her in this book. So maybe talk just a little bit more about uh, about Kara Kennedy for us, please. Yes. So um, she had been so um, haunted by her, the death of her family that she's actually on disability. So she's not supposed to be investigating, but of course, because she has this background and because it's her family, it's actually what um, pushed her to uh, investigate. And um, she, she has built sort of walls around her and through book one and book two, I, I wanna, you know, I wanted to have her have somewhat of an arc where her um, walls are coming down and she does have this romance with um, uh, one of the police officers in the city of Point Metier, which is the, you know, the city under one roof. And um, that becomes complicated. <laughs> In, uh, in in the second book, it becomes a real complication and she has to make choices and decisions. Um, 
and uh, I guess that's, I don't want to give away too much. So. I mean, you know, that's the hardest part about doing this show is that I want to ask you all kinds of questions that are going to give away clues for all the yeah. people who, who haven't had the chance that I have to, to read your book yet. So I think you, you, you teased it very nicely. Yeah. There are complications after her husband and son's body get exhumed. How about if we leave it right there? Huh? Yes. Okay. And she goes back to Point Metier and, um, and there are other there are other issues that she need, they, she needs to solve there. Um, the combination of the really the really creative location and your great character development. Of course, you had me you had me right there, Mia. Let's talk about Mia now just a little bit. Um, what a lovely woman. <laughs> So yeah, Mia is a, a completely new character, um, and she is a young woman who um, has grown up kind of isolated and naive, so to say. And this woman, uh, this woman-run village called Unity, um, and I kind of think of Unity as, um, in a way, like. The, the Eden. It's an off-the-grid village. Um, a lot of uh, women who have um, been abused or find um, life in what I call man's world to be oppressive have come here. And she is sort of the person who wants to to venture out and um, you know to to see what it's like outside. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of, uh, there was someone who asked me, what does village in the dark, the title mean? And part of it is, um, you know, that it's off the grid. So of course, so it, it gets dark, <laughs> but then part of it, I, oh, I also think metaphorically, um, the character Mia feels like she's in the dark because she doesn't know, you know, what the world outside world is like. And then, um, she wants to to get to eat the, from the fruit of knowledge, so to speak, and oh. um, perhaps it corrupts her, and that's how I think hmm. of it. Yeah, um, I, the um, having a trio of intriguing female characters in the um, the uh, the uh, oh dear, I've sort of lost the word here. The word I'm looking for is their their entourage of of other uh, quirky characters um, is certainly is certainly a delight, and they basically solve um, a puzzle together, I would say. Now, I can't remember uh, where I heard this, Iris, but I, I have the idea that you're planning uh, actually a longer series of books with Detective Kennedy. Is that right? I I have not um, planned, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, I, but I'm not saying it's out of the question. That's how I'm answering that. It's, it's, it was um, a two book deal. So I had written these two books. Um, and then I, um, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't revisit it, but my next book that I have in mind is not, uh, not, okay. not Detective Kara Kennedy. Okay. Well, that would actually be the second part of my question. If you're working on something new, is there something that it's okay to say no, by the way. Okay. Is there something that you'd like to share about it with us? And like I say, no is an appropriate answer here. Um, I I have an idea, but I yeah, I probably don't want to talk about it. I I'm also right now um, 
working on an audio series for BBC and that's sort of taken up a lot of my time. Um, so if, if I haven't actually, I've only written an outline, so I haven't, it's not far enough along. All right, well, um, okay, that's enough of a tease for that. Um, I, um, I guess I'm curious to know what some of the influences have been on your writing. I guess I'm writing other authors whose books that you've enjoyed, maybe that in, uh, inform how you like to write, what you like to read. Um, I would say that I've, I've, I'm more, uh, I was more influenced by film and television for this ah. book. <laughs> so, um, there's a little bit of the Twin Peaks element, the, the, uh, the TV series that was a long time ago, not, not the reboot one, but the, the first one. And, um, I suppose there's a little bit of Fargo. Like I didn't realize it until someone mentioned it. And then I just watched this last series. I'm like, oh my goodness. So um, yes, I think there's a little bit of Fargo in here. Oh, thank, well. yeah. thank you for sharing that. Of course, I didn't even think to ask the question that way, but with your background, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, you're really into, and it was a highly, highly visual book, which <laughs> I appreciate it very, very, very much. Um, uh, I mean, we don't all um, we don't all read the same things or watch the same things that we write either. I mean, my the, I read science fiction more than anything, but I don't know science worth a damn, and so I I don't write you know I don't write science fiction. Anyhow, um, so uh, before we go off the air, uh, can you tell our listeners where you're most active online, how they can connect with you? Yes, so I have my website, which is my name, irisyamashita.com. Um, I am on Facebook. Uh, I have Iris Yamashita Author on Facebook. And on Instagram, I think it's just Iris Yamashita. But it's all on my That's website. Right. You can look in my website That's and right. I have links to all my social media. Right. You know, Every podcast like sort of starts a conclusion by doing that, but I'm sorry, Google Irish Yamashita and you'll find her pretty easily. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, so, so Village in the Dark is available in the U.S. starting February 13th. So, if you're listening to this podcast uh, before that date, it's available for pre-order, and I do highly recommend it. Uh, both books, in fact, that Iris has written are excellent. So thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Best wishes for this new book and for your future. And uh, if that third book ever gets written, please come back and say hello. Thank you so much. I certainly will. This was so enjoyable. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. Talk later.